This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN+. Creativity is fundamentally about finding a third way, not this option, not this option. What about if you find the third way, the one way that you didn't perhaps see, the path that wasn't taken before? And I think introverts will take the time to find that third way, find that path that has not been taken yet. Hi, I'm Matthew DiGirolamo, founder of Quiet Leaders, the DE&I think tank of L'Oreal, and you're listening to Hush Loudly on WGN. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hush Loudly, where we proudly speak with influencers and leaders and individuals who are introverts or on the topic of introversion. So I'd like to welcome today Matthew DiGirolamo. Matthew is a communications leader who has dedicated his 20-year career to building the brand, advancing the visions, and amplifying the impact of change-making organizations and individuals. He is currently the Chief Corporate Affairs and Engagement Officer for L'Oreal North America Zone overseeing the company's corporate brand and its reputation with key stakeholders. In his eight years at L'Oreal, he has also served as Senior Vice President and Chief Communications Officer and Vice President External Communications for the U.S. subsidiary, its largest market in terms of sales. In 2019, Matthew founded Quiet Leaders at L'Oreal, an internal DE&I employee resource group to provide community and leadership development for introverts within the company. The group now has 300 members, and I can't wait to talk about that. That's so exciting to me. So, Matthew, welcome to Hush Loudly. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for having me today. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you. Um, So, my first question that I ask every guest is, are you an introvert? And if you are, when did you first know this or come to that conclusion? Uh, you know, if you ask my, my nervous system, my nervous system would say, you know, absolutely, yes, I'm an introvert. It's my natural set point. You know, I'm at my best when I'm in less stimulating environments. I get my energy from moments of solitude, moments of quiet, as opposed to social environments where I, I tend to give energy and lose energy. So I am, I'm an introvert. And I, you know, I, I first learned about the concept of introversion and extroversion from a, a personality assessment that I took when I was, when I was in college. It was the, the summer after my first year in college, you know, the first year in college is just an incredible surge of, of social activity. Mm-hmm. And I was just frankly relieved to just have a little bit of downtime. I went back home to, to live with my parents. I was working a part-time job and I, you know, I was just really enjoying it. And my dad uh, took a personality assessment for a, a company that he was working with and he, and he let me take it too. And the result was, was, was shocking. And it was, I was sort of off the charts as, a, as an introvert and I didn't really know what it meant at the time, but I, I definitely had, you know, I think internalized the messages that our extroverted society, you know, tells introverts, right. That introverts are shy. They're, they're passive, they're, they're, you know, they're loners, you know, they're not, they're not leaders. Maybe they're even unfriendly, right? They don't, they don't like people. And when I saw that I was an introvert, I, I resisted it right away. I said, listen, this is not me. 
it probably is just the fact that it's the summertime and I'm spending some time by myself. It's probably a phase, <laughs> you know, let me, let me take it again, you know, give it to me one more, one more time. I promise I'm not this, I, I'm something else, you know? And, you know, it felt like, a, like I was being branded. It felt like a stigma. So I think I spent a, a number of years just resisting that label of introvert. Now, even though I, as I learned more and more about what it meant to be an introvert, the, the truth sunk in. But I, de- I definitely spent most of my 20s proving to myself and proving to others that I, that I absolutely was not an introvert. And, and look, I can give this Oscar-worthy performance. You know, I'm, I'm an extrovert. You know, trust me. And it wasn't really until I, I came a, across Susan Cain and, and her work that I, that I understood what it, what it meant to be an introvert, that it was really about where we get our energy. And when I, when I read her book and when I, when I listened to her TED Talk, I started to own the label of introvert. And Susan has been the inspiration for the creation of our think tank at L'Oreal, our quiet leader at think tank, which is a, a DEI employee resource group at the company. Wow. It's funny. And it's great that you learned or found out in college. I didn't find out or hear the word and attach it to myself until I was in my, I was in my twenties, but it was working at an ad agency. And mm-hmm. my experience was a little different because when we were categorized, so it was Myers-Briggs came in in DTI. And so when we were categorized and grouped, I was grouped with the creatives and like the cool people or the the people that were a little off, but everybody like bowed down to them because they were so dang on creative. And so my reaction to it was positive, like, oh, you know, so it was interesting. But I wonder, had I taken the exam or test on my own like you did and I was given this title I probably would have fought it too, because I know I realized that I was fighting it all along, you know, trying to be my mm-hmm. extroverted people, because that's what we do, because that's what is celebrated. And, and that's what people seem to value. So, so interesting, uh, your experience with, with finding that out. Mm-hmm. And now look at us. Now we're like proudly wearing the cape and, and, and yeah, you own it now. Yes, yes, and leaning into it, which is, I think, just so, so wonderful. I want to talk about your position. So I, you know, I know that you were Chief Communications Officer, and you've obviously been promoted and held several C-suite roles at the global brand of L'Oreal, which is huge. And I would guess that for people who do not fully comprehend introversion, they would be shocked to hear this. Like, what? This guy is what? And he's an introvert? And so I want to know, what do you think about that? And then tell us why you're good at what you do. Like, I know why introverts are the bomb and great in leadership, especially communication, because I'm a communication marketing person too. But what do you have to say about that? And why are you good at what you do? Well, it's funny. You know, my, my job is communication. You know, my, my profession is communication, but my preference is really for silence. And I think uh, Al- Alanis Morissette would probably get a kick out of the irony for sure. You know, fundamentally, I think communication is about about having a sensitivity for, for your audience, for your stakeholders. And as an introvert, I do bring a number of strengths that I probably didn't fully account for, or didn't, or didn't really own when I first entered this field 20 years ago. 
uh, but I have come to really appreciate some of the some of the qualities that my that my kind of introverted nature can bring to this to this field to this function. You know, one is I think introverts tend to tend to bring a, a calm. There's a kind of calmness to an introverted personality, and I, when I have to manage an issue or a crisis that might come to to the company, I, I, I do tend to to have a kind of calmness under fire, which I, I attribute to being an introvert. You know, introverts are, you know, as I mentioned, very sensitive. And so if you're, if you're listening truly to learn from people and you're not just listening and waiting, you know, to speak, I think that you can pick up a lot of signals from the expectations and from the experiences of, of, of your stakeholders. And it, it enables you to, to respond far more effectively to those expectations if you truly understand them, if you're truly listening and attentive to the needs of, of your audiences. I also think that introverts, they tend to be a bit more reflective and thoughtful because they take the time to really process and to really kind of go deep. And I find that that in a really fast-paced world, it's easy to have an instinctual judgment about something or, or come to a decision very, very quickly. But I find that if you can synthesize a lot of different data points and really take the time to reflect and to process, you end up in the end with a, with a much better result. So I think calmness, reflectiveness, thoughtfulness, sensitivity, attentiveness, these are things that, that come, I think, naturally to, to an introvert. And you mentioned creativity. I, I agree, too. I think that creativity is fundamentally about finding, finding a third way, finding the not this option, not this option. What about if you find the, the third way, the one way that you didn't perhaps see the path that wasn't taken before. And I think introverts will, will take the time to find that third way, find that path that has not been, has not been taken yet. I, I love that. And I've just sit, been sitting here just shaking my head. You're making me think about, well, everything I agree with you wholeheartedly, but you're making me think about our friend Susan Kane. As everyone knows, the author of Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And in there, she says so much that's profound, but one thing she talks about, and I don't remember, you know, she's done a lot of research and studies. Something is about how extroverts respond and introverts inspect. And we Mm. do. And I'm thinking about how we listen. And like you said, we don't listen to jump in and be ready to respond. We listen and really listen. And that explains, I think, part of our success and how we approach things. And I've always wondered, like, why so many of my friends on a personal level need me? And I just came to this realization recently, someone brought it to my attention, and they said, well, extroverts need us more than we need them. And it's Mm. because of what we bring. And it's like, I have two, about two introvert friends, and everybody else around me is an extrovert. And I'm like, why am I always the one that they call for help? I actually enjoy uh, giving advice, but it's something with that introversion. And like you said, the listening, the, the attentiveness, the all of that, the reflection and how we are going to find another way. So I just cannot stop bragging about us introverts, Matthew. I, just, <laughs> I mean, we are just so awesome, so amazing. It's um, our time. It is our time. It is. It is. And I'm so excited about that. So I want to also talk about your Fast Company article. So Fast Company magazine, which is always 
the best at, I think, looking at things differently and showcasing brands and people who do things differently. You wrote an article called The Four Success Strategies That Helped This Introvert Climb the Corporate Ladder. And I loved it so much. It it touched me in so many ways, and I hope that it touched others. I'm sure that it did. But you talk about how introverts are seen, not seen, and some of the ways that we are misunderstood. Can you share a little bit about, about that with our listeners? Sure. And I will just say in terms of background, the Fast Company article was really anchored in all of the learning and the reflections on a DEI think tank that we that we established here at L'Oreal back in 2019. And it was it's a group that we formed called Quiet Leaders at L'Oreal. And what Quiet Leaders at L'Oreal is attempting to do is create the level of temperament and natural disposition. So over the course of the last three years, as you know, one of the founders and the executive sponsors of this think tank within the company, I've had access to hundreds of people and have a chance to engage with hundreds of people over, over these years, all of whom identify as introverts. And so I've had a chance to really get to know, I think that when you, when you are an introvert, you're sort of locked into your own experience. And so you know how being an introvert is, is impacting you, you know your own experience, but until you really, and, and you must know this as well as anybody, Jerry, is hosting a podcast, you really get a chance to get out of your own experience and understand how it's impacting them as well. Mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to do is fundamentally, the theme that always comes up is, I don't think I'm a leader. I don't think I can be a leader. I'm not perceived uh, as having leadership potential. And in an organization, in a corporate environment, that's everything when it comes to mm-hmm. promotion, when it yeah. comes to, to advancing your career, you do need to be perceived as having the potential to to lead people, to manage teams, and introverts just have been made to feel like the model of leadership is not a model that they themselves can attain. And so that Fast Company article that I wrote was really a, a way to say over this sort of few years of working as the sponsor of the think tank and to say, you know, here are a few tips. Here are a few tips that, that I've come to use in my own life, but also great tips that other folks have that have been using in their lives to enable them to become far better leaders and, and far more effective professionals. And so we started out saying, okay, how are introverts perceived today? You know, and what are some of the, the leadership skills that we can attain to to change those perceptions? You know, and I think a lot of introverts feel like they're perceived to be unprepared, right? Because in big meetings, they're not always the first ones to, to raise their hand or to speak out. You know, yeah. they're the ones in the meeting that are, you know, that are, are listening. They're, they're being attentive. They're processing. They're reflecting on what is being said. But they're not the first one to sort of, you know, to think out loud, right? That's definitely not an introverted trait. That's more of an extroverted trait. Yeah. So they're potentially seen as unprepared, a passive, you know, sometimes a little too detached, a little aloof a little remote, you know, they're told, you know, be more assertive, you know, and, and ultimately they feel like they're overlooked. They feel passed over. And so I said, let's write an article that counteracts those perceptions. What are some of the things that introverts can do to neutralize those perceptions and, and ultimately just be 
see better versions of themselves. And so that was that was the, the, the impetus behind it. Well, thank you for that. And again, I'm, I'm shaking my head. And for those who have not read the article, you need to go find it. So just search Fast Company, the four success strategies that help this introvert climb the corporate ladder. And maybe we can put a link up on when we post this. Back to the article, you talk about calendars and open office space. Like help us if you could give a couple of tips to the introverts listening and for the extroverts. They kind of need to know this. And you talk about calendars and open office space and because we need time to process what you just mentioned. Can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, I've had employees and, you know, the trend over the last decade has been, you know, more and more open office space and fewer yeah. offices, right? And yeah. and so where do introverts find time to to have reflection, to restore and recuperate, you know, to recharge their batteries? And the, the two fundamental things in, in a corporate environment or really in any organization, how you spend your time is in meetings. Or you spend your time in, I would say, networking contexts, right? In, in building relationships. And, and in a career, how you show up and perform in a meeting and how you build your network and build relationships, like th- those are the two major thrusts. Of course, you know, how you deliver against your objectives and those things, but really it's the relationships and the meetings that you're in that are going to help you achieve your objectives. And for introverts, those those are, you know, very challenging contexts. And so one of the tips I, I give to introverts with respect to meetings is there is a tendency to just book yourself in meetings every hour of the day, right? With back to back meetings throughout the day. And that is very difficult for an introvert to manage, that kind of calendar. What I say to introverts is really, you know, if you don't have an office, think of your calendar as your door. And manage your calendar as proactively as you possibly can. You know, I've never had an assistant manage my calendar. I manage my calendar because my calendar is my energy. You know, if being an introvert means that I have to be far more attentive to my, to the fluctuations of my energy, then how is anybody else going to know, you know, what I need, right? So I always put blocks of time. I sort of reserve blocks of time in my calendar for it's sort of like my introvert time. Chance for me to, to recover, to recharge, to reflect, and to, you know, ultimately perform in a way that, that is more connected to my strength, right? So my strengths are not going to be being the most uh, energized person in every meeting, but I'm going to create a lot of value in between those meetings. And so I always say, keep your, your calendar open at times throughout the day. Your calendar is your door. But I also say that you have to build a network but build a network on your own terms. Find the right format. You know, for introverts, most meetings in big companies like L'Oreal, you're in a big group meeting. You know, these are meetings with 5, 10, 15, perhaps 30 people. Those are not the kind of format that introverts thrive in. And networking events are typically cocktail receptions, right? I haven't spent, you know, more than more than 20 minutes in a networking event in my entire career. I focus, uh-huh. I focus on one-to-one interactions, but I have to be really proactive about it. I have to say, this week, I'm going to meet you know these five people, and I'm going to book a coffee, a tea, a lunch meeting, one-on-one formats, a dinner, and that's where I'm at my best. I'm in my best one-to-one, so why not 
why, why not set yourself up for success? Um, I think that that sort of aids or or contributes to our success as introverts because, like, you're making me think about when I used to go to conferences and stuff before COVID, and you'd be in a room with 200 people. I would find two people, and I would have conversations with those people, and I am still in contact with those people today because we formed genuine relationships. And that is why I think our networking game is so strong, which I think people would assume the opposite because the extrovert is getting collecting the business cards of 200 people, but we're making authentic relationships with two people or five people that are long lasting. And so it's, it's, that's amazing. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And we are running out of time already. But I can't let you get off. We have to talk about your group, Quiet Leaders. And so I want to know what led you to create it? What was happening that motivated you to develop this? How was it perceived? So as much as you can tell me in a, in a few minutes about your DEI group, your employee resource group at L'Oreal? Well, you know, I'll say that we at L'Oreal, we, we have so many initiatives that are aimed at creating an inclusive, diverse workplace. And I think that what makes this conversation of, of introversion and extroversion so interesting is that being an introvert is sort of the ground level of your, of your being. And so it, it always struck me as like very interesting that we'd never... We never really talked about openly about this about this topic within the company. And mm-hmm. I had a colleague that approached me. This I think it was back in 2018, and she was in, in human resources, and she had been meeting with a couple employees who were struggling with being an introvert, but didn't really have the language to to describe how they were feeling. But just felt like that they were being left behind, and they had far more to offer the company than the company was, you know, kind of enabling them to offer. And she said, "What if we organize?" A session. Let's let's organize a, just a conversation. And and you always talk so much about being an introvert and you're a leader at the company. Why don't you? We'll, we'll have you just be in conversation with a group of employees. We'll just invite. We'll invite anybody who wants to come, mm-hmm. and and they can come come talk. And it was scheduled for like a Friday afternoon. There was a big storm coming in New York City. A big snowstorm. It was it was in the it was in the winter. And I, I assumed like no one was going to show up, right? Everybody was going to try to rush home, you know, to, to avoid the storm on a Friday afternoon of all, of all things. And yeah. it was a, it was a packed house. Wow. It was a packed house. So it was, I think like 50, 50 employees showed up at the conversation and it just, it, it showed me something. It showed me that there was, that there was a real passion and, and uh, desire for this, for this conversation. And so, after that, it was it was obvious that this, we had to create. We call them think tanks. Other companies call them employee resource groups, but we had to create a think tank dedicated to to introversion. And then we 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 settled on quiet leaders because it's not enough that we it's not enough that we identify and feel feel a sense of belonging as introverts. But really, what I wanted to do was empower every every introvert at L'Oreal to feel like they could become a leader because because the fundamental question is what does a leader look like? And for many, many years, we felt that it's not us. It's, it's a leader does not look like us. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to really redefine, create a whole new model for leadership and also to show that, that being a leader is, is not just about having the organization accommodate 
to your needs, but also showing that that there is always, as a leader, the importance of stretching ourselves mm-hmm. in the direction of what of what our teams need. And mm-hmm. so, what I've learned as a leader is that yes, I'm an introvert and I have I have a natural set point and I have a comfort zone, but I have to stretch myself because there are extroverts on my team who need far more of me than I probably am, am, am naturally comfortable to give. Mm-hmm. And so teaching introverts how to stretch themselves yeah. into mm-hmm. into leadership roles, I think, has created so much value for the company. And we're really proud of where of where it's where it's taken us. You should be. You should be. And what's next for quiet leaders? Well, you know, one of the one of the reasons I wrote the, the Fast Company article about about what we we've achieved so far is what I'm trying to do is in, inspire other you know, L'Oreal is a, is a big global company and, and we, we operate, you know, as markets and as countries. And I would love to band quiet leaders to other, to other mm-hmm. countries inside of the L'Oreal group. So when I wrote the Fast Company article, I was really, I was moved by how many notes, how many emails I received from, from employees, from colleagues around the world who said, I would love to have this in the UK, in mm-hmm. Australia. I would love to have this and I, the message I, I sent to all of them was, you can have it, go create it, you can do this yourself. <laughs> and I really hope that, um, that it does expand and it does, yeah. um, it does grow because it's, it has created so much opportunity for, for employees here in the, in the United States to fully own who they are and to show up as themselves every single day. I love that. Thank you, Matthew. It's time for us to wrap up. I appreciate this discussion so much. I want to know, you know, how can people find out more about you or follow you or Quiet or L'Oreal, anything you'd like to, to share? Uh, you can follow me. at uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Matt Girolamo. I'm also on LinkedIn. I do share information and, okay. uh, about, about introversion about, and about our think tank, Quiet Leaders at L'Oreal. You can follow L'Oreal at L'Oreal USA or at L'Oreal Group. Okay. Thank you so much, Matthew, for joining us today as a guest on Hush Loudly. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it. Enjoy Hush Loudly. Please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to us. Did you know Hush Loudly has t-shirts? Yep, show the world you're an introvert without saying a word. We also have t-shirts for the extroverts in our lives who need us. Go to hushloudly.com slash shop.